Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. What a blessing to be together. I appreciate so very much everyone that is listening and those who write to us and call us and email us. I think about Brother Randy, our friend over in Johnson City, our folks uh, down in Weber City we hear from, and uh, people over in Lebanon and friends up in Marion, Virginia, folks over in North Carolina. Thank you for being there and writing to us, calling us, emailing us. Uh, We're just grateful for that. Now, uh, our website, AntiochBristol.com, our announcer is going to give that at the end of the program as well, but it's one word, AntiochBristol.com, gives you all the information about how to contact us. It uh, allows you to also access our podcast where you can pick up any program that you may have missed. You could go back and gather more information from that program, and we encourage you to do that. Also, our live stream services on Sunday morning. Uh, We'd be thrilled that you take a look at that as well. So visit our website, AntiochBristol.com. Now, those of you living in our area, our church is located very conveniently at Exit 7, just off Interstate 81, right in Bristol, Virginia. Matter of fact, the church is right next door to the Bojangles Restaurant, the Days Inn Motel's beside of us, and we're adjacent to the interstate. Come and visit with us Sunday morning at 10 for a Bible study, Sunday morning worship at 11, and we do live stream that through Facebook and our YouTube channel, and also Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock. Now, uh, let's jump right into something here that I, I just find ridiculous, and every believer that's listening to the program, you'll find that ridiculous too, but it's it's true. Uh, it's amazing how many supposedly intelligent are saying that Jesus never existed. Uh, speaking about the very person of Jesus, a philosopher and a mathematician, uh, Bertrand Russell said the following in a lecture, and put it in his book, by the way, He entitled his book, Why I'm Not a Christian. He said, well, historically, it's quite doubtful whether Christ ever existed at all. And we don't know anything about him if he did. Well, that, my friend, has been debunked time after time after time. And uh, it, as Dr. Bruce Metzger wrote years ago, today, no competent scholar should deny the historical evidence of Jesus Christ. And finally, uh, fellows like physicist Lawrence Krauss, he had to say, yes, Jesus did exist. We know he did. We have historical fact. He was a historical figure. Yes, we know Jesus did exist as a historical figure. So no intelligent person, truly a scholar, would ever deny that Jesus did exist, at least historically. So the question has come up, and here's here's really the reason why anyone would ever deny the existence of Christ, is that these people do not want to have a Lord. It's all right if he's a good man, if he's did good works, 
if he taught some great lessons. It's all right if he did these things, but don't tell me he worked miracles. Don't tell me for sure that he's God. That's what they say. You can't say that Jesus was God. Well, he had to be God to work the miracles that he did. And the very fact that Jesus was God is the reason that he worked the miracles that he did. You see, a human-only Jesus that was born uh, to a virgin girl, and they call out of wedlock in a, in a little old town named Nazareth, uh, and rose to fame as a great teacher, you know, they, they, can, they can take that. But an eternal Jesus that was divinely conceived here on earth in a virgin's womb, fulfilled over a hundred historical prophecies written about him hundreds of years earlier before he was born. Yet this Jesus, this eternal Jesus, who took away the sins of his people by dying on a cross of Calvary, rose from the dead bodily and is God incarnate. See, they have a problem with that. But that's the gospel. That's the gospel message. You see, no wonder the great apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Ladies and gentlemen, without question, every scholar, whether they're saved or not, or atheist or agnostic or not, they have to admit in the historical presence of Jesus. What they have a problem with is that he was God, that he rose from the dead, that he's alive forever, that he died to pay the debt of sin. You see, they have a problem with that. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote these words about that. If we admit God, must we also admit a miracle? Indeed, indeed, you have to admit a miracle. Because to admit God is to admit a miracle. Absolutely. And uh, C.S. Lewis, he was a great apologist. He also did away with the idea that Jesus was just a myth conceived by fanciful thinkers who dreamed up false uh, deities, you know, like the Greeks did and the Romans did. Uh, he said this, these words, the heart of a Christian, uh, the heart of Christianity is a myth which is also a fact. Uh, the old myth of the dying God without ceasing to be myth comes down from the heaven of legend and imagination to the earth of history. It happens at a particular date, in a particular place, followed by definable historical consequences. By becoming fact, it does not cease to be a miracle. The miracle of it is, it, to those who says it's a myth, the myth became fact, and that is the miracle. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad here we are coming up close to the Christmas season? We're in the Thanksgiving season, and we can thank God that He is God in the flesh in Jesus. And Jesus is our Savior eternally, our Lord, our King, our Savior. I was talking to a creation scientist a number of years ago. I guess it's been, my goodness, 15 years ago at least. But I'll never forget something that he told me. 
And as I said, he's a creation scientist. He has a Ph.D. in, uh, in many scientific fields, uh, particularly one that enabled him to be so good to travel the country, literally the world, debating those who would show up to debate. Not many will debate anymore, these great Christian scientists, because they don't have a leg to stand on. But anyway, in this conversation I had with this Christian scientist, uh, he told me this story. He said he was in Switzerland, uh, actually for a debate, and he and about uh, seven other scientists were gathered there. He was the only Christian in the group. The rest were atheist agnostics. They were scientists. They were well-educated, but he was the only Christian in the group. And uh, they were all eating together or sat down to eat together. And when they brought their food, he bowed his head and asked the blessing over his food. And he said, when I lifted my head, all of the other scientists sitting at the table had their eyes riveted upon me. And one of them asked me, said, you truly believe that you are speaking to God? And my Christian scientist friend said, I absolutely do. And guess what this scientist that is, was an atheist at that time. Hopefully she's not now. But she made this statement. She said, if I believe that, that means I would be responsible to that God that you're praying to if I believed what you believe. And you know what? My good Christian friend, scientist said this. He says, you're responsible to him whether you believe it or not. And he is so true. Hey, I see my time has passed away here. Don't forget the hoppers will be here on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Doors open at 6. No tickets are required. A love offering will be received. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.